Hello, beautiful souls. We bring you conscious content filled with empowering information. Designed to align you with the fulfilling freedom of activated awareness. I am Rachel Alcyon. And I am Daniel Alcyon. Welcome to to the Ecstatic Ecstatic Existence Existence Podcast. Podcast. Welcome back, global family. Welcome to the Ecstatic Existence Podcast once again. I am Daniel Alcyon. And I'm Rachel Alcyon. As usual, we bring you experts in health, wellness, and spirituality from around the globe. And today is going to be an extra special sexy edition. Our guest today specializes in awakening people to their inner sexual alchemy. That sounds juicy. And empowering their vitality, longevity, and love consciousness. Sola Pizzuto is a global wellness educator specializing in the Universal Healing Tao, Advanced Chinatsong, and Karsai Specialist. She also works with the Tao Tantra Love Connection. Sola, it's really exciting to have you on the show today, and uh, we've been planning this one for a little while, and as soon as Rachel heard what some of your specialties are, she got really excited, because there's some crossover there, and she has a lot of similar interests and training. Oh yeah, a lot of similar background uh, with the Chinat song and the Karsani song and all of that, so yeah, I'm so excited to be here with you. Well, thank you. That's, you know, there's, there's always a reason why people gravitate towards each other, right? Totally. It's no accident, huh? <laughs> So first off, I'd love to ask you the very first question is this topic of uh, sexual alchemy, inner sexual alchemy. I think just that topic, that phrase is so juicy that I'd love to hear you go a little bit deeper about what that even means. What is inner sexual alchemy? Well, first of all, when I approach the topic of wellness, you know, since I come from a holistic background, I try to include the whole picture. And when people think of, okay, I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to pursue a wellness path, they take care of their body, mind, and spirit. But there's a big part of it that's the missing link, and it's their sexual centers, their sexual organs. And there's a there's just a storage house of potential wonderfulness that can happen to someone if they can be in touch with that part of their body and embrace it as just as important as part of their wellness path. So in the alchemy of things, you know, I always look at it like, okay, if you have a piece of metal and in the traditional sense, right, the chemists are going to come in and they're going to turn that metal into gold. The Taoists believe strongly on energy, how to we harness energy and utilize it to its full potential so that we create more prana, more life force. And so when we can tap into our energy from our reproductive organs, We're going to create an alchemy just by virtue of that, right? And we're going to harness that energy and use it to serve us so that we we are not depleting our energy, but we are gaining more energy and retaining the energy that we have for vitality and longevity purposes. In a base level, alchemy means transformation. It's transforming one substance into another. And so you speak so beautifully about this rising of the sexual energy and being able to utilize that to further purposes. You know, and something else that I love is that you talked about when people think about wellness or health, oftentimes they're only thinking about a few of the components. I mean, sometimes people only even think about one, like, oh, I got to get healthy. That means I need to work out, right? Or, you know, if they're lucky, they're, they're thinking about their mental health and their spiritual health um, and then the food and whatnot. But 
you're so correct that they always leave out the the sexual health. And um, I think that's probably because it's such a taboo subject and it's been so perverted in our culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, the thing is, it's just the lack of information that's out there regarding our sexual organs. If we think in terms of chemistry, if we think in terms of our hormones, and we think in terms of all of our communication centers, our brain, our brain needs a balance, an equilibrium of our hormones. And where do we get these hormones? We get them through our reproductive centers. Yes. When, right? (laughs) And when our hormones get imbalanced, all kinds of chain reactions happen from that. You know, women get PMS, you know, they have menopause, the premenopausal symptoms come early, you know, they can't get pregnant, there's infertility, men, there's penile dysfunctions. I mean, there's a slew of physical manifestations that happen simply because the hormones aren't right. It's a big plus if we can use our body to serve us in the best possible way and in the most efficient way. And how are we going to get to that state? We have to utilize all our resources, not just our mind and our uh, heart, but everything. Yeah, you speak to mind and heart. And, you know, we, we are experiencing this big problem in especially Western culture today of a disconnection between the mind and the sexuality, right? Either the sexuality lives entirely in the mind, as with a lot of people that are maybe uh, addicted to pornography, their whole sexual impulse is rooted around the mind, or you could be completely into the, the base level sensation. But the key part that you mentioned is the heart, because what connects in between the head, the brain, and the groin is the heart right in the middle. That's right. And and you mentioned the porn. I mean, it's many people, they just, they're, they're not... They're not versed in how to connect deeply on a deeper level. And that's the beauty of where Tantra, the whole philosophy of Tantra comes in, right? To show people and teach people and to open their eyes on what it can be and what it can feel like in your body and create that kind of imprint, a heart-loving imprint, as opposed to something that we see on our devices that's so disconnecting and it's not even real and it's too much stimulation. And so that's causing a whole slew of problems, right? As I'm sure that you've, um, everybody's now starting to realize the negative side effects of watching too much porn for both men and women. Yes, and, and this is what we uh, talk to our couples about. We work with couples, and so we talk to them about this. And, you know, I think that people forget that their sexuality is, is just as natural a function as eating or breathing or sleeping, right? And they've they've totally shut down the... The, like you call it the energetics of that. Yeah, we are just programmed. We're, we're hardwired from the get-go to be embraced with other human beings and to love them in, in, a, in a beautiful, sacred way. I mean, that's just a given. But because of our cultural upbringing and because of the societal pressures of where you were raised and what kind of religion you came from or what country you know, and community, uh, is the prominent uh, belief system. I mean, that just completely goes against what we innately feel natural to do. So, Sola, you mentioned this word Tantra, which is really kind of a buzzword recently. I know that a lot of people might have their own conceptions of what that even means. I'm very interested in what your definition of that. What is Tantra in a raw essence? Well, Tantra is a word that can be looked at many different ways, just as, just like yoga. Because if you say, if you ask somebody, do you do yoga? There's 500 different practices of yoga styles, right? Or more. And Tantra is similar. 
the way that I look at Tantra is I hone in and I focus on the aspect about opening the heart and opening your mind and spirit, creating that expansiveness to receive and to give fully to one another. And it doesn't have to be so sexually oriented like most Americans are in the Western society. They're thinking when they, they associate Tantra, the word Tantra, they think, oh, automatically it has something to do with sex, sexy, right? Sexual right, or like orgies or t- techniques or whatnot. Exactly. Some <laughs> kind of, you know, fancy Kama Sutra positions and, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Some kind of thing. But it's about the heart. It's about loving. It's about truly loving deeply. Yes. And there's so many couples out there, you know, that have been married maybe for years that have never really even had open hearted sexual intimacy. Exactly. It's kind of like when you try to describe the concept of love, you can write about it, you can read about it, you can, you know, take a course on love and the history, everything about love, the concept of love. But if you haven't in your body felt what it is to fall in love, Mm. or even have that such a loving connection with your family, your your children, for example, you know, the mother and children bond, the father and children bond. If you haven't had that, you will never truly know what it feels like to fall in love. You know, you can understand the concept. Somebody can, you know, explain it to you, but you can't, if it hasn't been imprinted in your tissue, you're not going to really fully grasp that, right? And this is how it is with Tantra. I feel like When you embrace the philosophy and the embrace of Tantra practices, it's like falling in love. It's like falling in love with yourself, and you have so much nourishment from that. You can share that with your beloved. Oh, that's beautiful. And that even goes back to what you were saying earlier about the sharing with the beloved of being in a space of fully giving and receiving, right? Having such openness. You think of a closed fist holding something. And in order to fully give it, you have to let go and release and open. And then with that open hand, you can then receive. So there's that beautiful sharing essence. Exactly. And and it's really, you know, for someone who's never experienced that kind of connection, and they've been exposed by sharing with another human being, they will never forget that. They will never forget that feeling. And it opens the doors for so many other things. And it actually opens the doors for healing, Yes, you know, and physical ailments in their body. When they start to embrace this kind of loving energy, they can tap into that and literally heal whatever part of their body is an ailment. And yes. this is what the Tao philosophy teaches also. Yes, yeah, like, it's like that song, <laughs> Sexual Healing. <laughs> when I get that feeling, I want Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it, the way I studied with extensively with Master Montauk Chia from yes. Thailand, and he's been around for quite some time. He's almost like if, if, if no one's ever heard of his name or has never read any of his books, I would just compare him to like a like an Asian version of Deepak Chopra, yes, you know? Yes, yes, <laughs> sure. In the Taoist sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, um, and it's quite nice because He teaches us as instructors, he teaches us how to utilize our potential energy source, our sexual alchemy that we created in our body and start to heal ourselves and start to heal the person that we're with in union. 
Because when you have that orgasmic energy that's overflowing and it's that orgasmic energy is so strong, it's meant to procreate another human being, right? Some people call that a miracle when you can birth another human being or create another human being. Well, that's all from energy. And so when we can tap into that source and use it to heal our bodies and heal our beloved bodies, it's quite amazing. It takes that lovemaking experience to another level of sacred healing. And he calls that practice actually healing love. Yes. And what we talk to our couples about is that that energy, that healing love energy can actually heal the planet. It can create anything. I mean, that's like you were saying that that's the energy that you, that is utilized to create another human being. You can utilize that energy to create anything in your life. Absolutely. And in the Tantra, in the Tantra world, um, they call it sex magic. Mm -hmm. And you, right. When you've heard of sex magic, right. Mm -hmm. When you, can take that energy and start to manifest at the in the moment of your orgasmic moments, you know, what you want in life, you know, like abundance or, you know, something, right? You visualize it and you literally see it happening at the time that your orgasm is happening. Because this is such a powerful energy, I think that it can be really scary for people. Um, and there has been a lot of kind of negative connotations around like the word Tantra and sex magic, right? And they have at times been used as dark forces. So yeah, what can you say about people being able to let go of their fear around fully embracing the power of their sexual energy? The way that, that the way to look at it is with with kind, loving, like motherly eyes. Okay. Mothers have an instinctive way of just nurturing, right? Nurturing their children, nurturing their family, nurturing their community, you know. And when you can see things in that nurturing, loving eyes, it takes the fear and the insecurity off of whatever it is that you're going to be pursuing, I think. And even, you know, as a practitioner, when you see people with that loving eyes, you always see the, the goodness of them, right? The Buddhists call it the, the inner Buddha. And you see the good, the goodness, you see their inner Buddha. So I think that the fear comes when people are not educated and they haven't been exposed or they haven't read the books or they haven't been with a facilitator or an educator who can show them the way it is. But once people get curious and they start to look, now, you know, we have the internet and they can do all kinds of research on their own, you know, and once they have that knowledge, then the fear starts to, I think, subside and they see, oh, you know what? I see that, you know, you know, in this community, they're, they're doing it this way. And okay, it seems pretty nice. You know, it doesn't seem like what I thought it was. <laughs> it seems actually uh, quite um, useful, right? Yes. So, yeah. So whenever I, like, for instance, for myself, when I go somewhere foreign, like, for example, if I go to India or if I go in Asia somewhere, they've never heard much about the beauty of Tantra practice. Maybe they have a perception of another way. Then the first thing that I do is I always approach it in a wellness path. It's not about sexuality. I don't come in and teach about sexuality. That's the icing on the cake. The first part of it is they have to realize and see and open their eyes that this is the way that they can keep their, themselves vital and keep themselves living in preserved in the way they are for a long period of time. Right. And then the sexuality, then they start to open up about the sexuality. But my first 
impression always is to give the people the idea that this is just part of your whole longevity practice. That's awesome that you are spreading this uh, new level of sexual awareness, because that's one of the biggest things that's missing, especially in our Western culture, is we're so sex-obsessed, but we're so undereducated in that area. You know, right. sex is everywhere we look in the media, but there's so much of it that's repressed in actually discussing what's going on. And so it's a really great thing you're doing. And I know that you, like you mentioned, you travel around the world and work with both men, women, and couples. What does mm -hmm. that look like? What does it look like to work with you in some of these areas? <laughs> it looks quite different for a man's practice and a woman's practice because, you know, we're made differently, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's a beautiful balance of the yin and the yang. I love the femininity and the masculinity, how it all comes together. And so my, my lesson plan when I deal with uh, an individual that's a male, an individual that's a woman, it's totally different. I find out what their situation in their body and their mind and their emotions. And then I put them through a series of exercises, maybe some medical qigong to move the qi in their body and um, infuse it a little bit with some yoga. yoga. But not it's, not it's not strictly yoga. It's kind of a mixture of qigong and yoga. And then... Um, then I teach them how they can open up the chi in their own body manually because as a um, hands-on practitioner, I'll open up their body. I'll open, help them to align their chi and create, you know, what I call a feng shui kind of environment inside of their body with chi nei sang and karsai practices. And then I make sure that they learn how to do it on their own so they can keep the momentum of healing for their own and they can be empowered to keep up the practice. So, Brilliant. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's kind of like, a, you know, somebody said to me, oh, you know, you're like the, you're like the thing in the, in the Bible, you know, you, when uh, you have somebody hungry and you, so you give them fish, but if you teach them how to fish, then they're set for life. Exactly. And something else that you said that I love is that the, the sexuality part, the, the, the really hot sex that everybody wants is like the icing on the cake. And I find that that's how people come to me as well as women, um, and couples are wanting to have like hotter sex and greater orgasms. And that's really what we're, what we're seeing in the media. But it is about overall wellness. It's like if you are cultivating and purifying your energy and you are, uh, having a solid meditation practice and being embodied, then the the hot sex is just a byproduct of that. Yeah, it's so funny. Everybody wants the end result, but sometimes you can't just get there. You have yeah. to back that up and build some real solid foundation <laughs> underneath. Mm -hmm. You guys are so right on. And this is why there are steps to the process. And this is why people have to learn self-care first. Yep. If you're If you're good to go, mind, body, spirit, soul, and heart, then you got you have everything to give for that partner, and that sex is going to be fantastic in spite of everything, right? Right, and but it's, it's not about the acrobatics of it all. I mean, no. some of the some of the hottest, most like time and space transcending, heart opening, multi level orgasms have not been wild theatrics. It's been you know really gentle at times, but on a deep energetic connection, oh, on a mental, physical, spiritual, energy. energetic connection. And so satisfying. Right. And so everybody wants that, right? They want that end result. They want that big, full-body, orgasmic energy, explosive, and they that secret experience with their partner, the mind-blowing bliss, you know, that takes them days and days, and, and they just want to have this every day. 
and everybody wants that, but what they're not realizing is, as we, we spoke about this, is that you do have to backtrack, right? For instance, there are physical things in your body, physical blockages that are literally going to block you from even reaching that kind of orgasm in a man and a woman. And that is why modalities such as Karsai and Chinetsang are so important. And some people call it, you know, there's different terms for this in the medical arena, in the traditional uh, Western side, you know, they call it visceral manipulation, or they may call it deep pelvic work, uh, whatever you want to call it. What's happening when you work to unblock the body tissue is that, for example, you're making sure that the colon is functioning, right? Because if you have a compacted colon, it's going to bear right down into your all your vital arteries and vessels that lead into your your clitoris and your penis and yeah i don't want to be you know technical about this but this you know it's all your genital organs get compromised right oh, yeah so you want to be sure that you're eating holistically and you're eating right and you don't have a compacted colon that's going to press down and also that's going to lead into other problems too if you have a enlarged prostate you know there's going to be all kinds of issues with that and the enlarged prostate it has to do with loss of blockage of energy in and around the prostate in the pelvic floor so all of these things physically have to be looked at and considered if you want to have that explosive sex and um, that big, blissful, orgasmic, you know, amazing you know, orgasm, uh, you know? So let's break this down for the listeners a little bit, because I, I know what Chinit Song is and Karsai and whatnot. So uh, for the listeners, what is Karsani Song? Okay, now Karsai is an extension of Chinit Song. And Chinetsang is a modality that has been around for 5,000 years. And it goes back way in China, in the sage, uh, in the monks and the monasteries, where they used to go and figure out what they can do to keep themselves vital for a long period of time. Their motivation was to create higher states of consciousness, Right. And so they had to manage their own bodies. They had to manage their own systems and, and make sure that they were healthy. And they found, they discovered, along with various sound techniques, you know, Mato Chia calls it the six healing sounds, mm-hmm. sound techniques and visualizing with intent and smiling inwardly inside of their body, literally seeing your organs, right? And to move your your organs around so they're aligned and they're functioning properly and all this so they can achieve higher states of consciousness now in this society we want to be able to do this we want to be able to uh, experience learning how to do this to ourselves so we can keep everything in check definitely so mm-hmm. i have a over a decade background in body work and massage and one of the saddest things that I see in that community is that there are many many practitioners that are uh, afraid to touch the belly they won't get Mm -hmm. into the abdomen and often it's because either they're scared to do it or the the client is like don't touch my belly right it's such a vulnerable place I mean this is the most vulnerable place on the body that's where all of the the vital organs are and mm-hmm. it's all soft tissue. It's the soft underbelly, and there's no bones to protect, you know, like the, the ribs can protect the heart, the lungs, and a bit of the kidneys and whatnot. So, yeah, it saddens me that so many people aren't getting their abdomens worked when what it takes to have optimal wellness is a really healthy digestive tract. I mean, that's, like, where it starts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Think and- of us. 
who are health oriented, we know that we have to have a functioning digestive system, right? This is where well, things like colonics are useful, mm-hmm. things Enemas. you know, fasting and eating vegetarian diet. You know, all of those things are all supportive in a healthy digestive tract. But yeah. you can also include massaging your own stomach as part of that too, and. It's, it's beautiful and it's wonderful and so many releases take place. The Taoists believe that in the large intestines, for example, this is a gate. And it's what Mantak Chia calls the soul gate. There's a part of the large intestines uh, down the descending colon, near the sigmoid colon. It's called the soul gate because when this is blocked, you block all of your negative emotions from releasing from your body, literally. So you must keep this open. So not only do you release undigestive matter, but, you know, that are toxic in your system, but also toxic emotions. Yes. Yep. Toxic thoughts, toxic emotions as well. So we, we live on a boat, we live on our yacht. And so I always use the analogy of the tides when it comes to this, the tides themselves, the physical tides of the planet, it's not like it is only incoming tide. If you had only water coming in and in and in, that would cause a flood and devastation. So to be healthy, to be a healthy functioning system, it flows in and it flows out. So our bodies in all levels need to have that release, that digestive release of whatever we're intaking. We process it, we achieve the benefit that is given by that experience or by that physical food and then we have to have a healthy release absolutely and if you look at it both ways let's let's go back to the the bedroom okay just briefly (laughs) great for practical reasons okay have you ever been with someone let's say you met somebody and you had a great conversation and everything was in check you know this person is beautiful to look at and then it came to the point where you guys are going to have intimacy and there's something that smelled really horribly about this person when you have somebody toxic inside of them and their their digestive tract is it's not fully functioning, there's a particular smell that even comes out of their breath. Yes. Pretty distinctive. And I can't even tell you how many times that I've been in conferences and other places and with various people, and I can just tell who are the ones that are toxic mm-hmm. just by smelling their breath. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that's an indication when that comes out that that's an indication that, you know, something's got to shift inside of the body. Because on the exterior, everybody looks nice with clothes on and you, know, you can get covered up. But what's really happening inside and that has to be addressed. And there's such a beautiful link and a, a beautiful synergy that can happen. You can be your best self if you really take care of your body inside and out. And your sexuality and all those wonderful things that people want at the end, that's all going to come so beautifully, so effortlessly. Yeah, that's the easy part, actually. (laughs) Right? So effortlessly. I mean, if you think, and also if your emotions are clear, you don't have any toxicity, you're not holding on to negative emotions in your tissue, you're, you're able to release all of that through your meditative practices, you know, and your body work practices. My gosh, you know, when you get to the person that you really dig, that things are just going to flow and you're going to think, oh my God, there's chemistry all the way around, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no blockages whatsoever, energetic blockages. <gasps> yeah. So for the listeners, Chinat Song at the, at the easiest understanding level is Taoist abdominal massage. Working the colon, the colon, you know, holds all of the, the toxicity and emotions. And so 
Uh, Montag Chia talks about the the ascending calling being the subconscious and the transverse being everything kind of coming into awareness. It's all the stuff you're like starting to figure out. And then the descending is the stuff you're really working with right now. Like, oh, okay, I know what I'm processing. I know where I'm needing to let go. And then, and then you let it go. And, and through the massage, you assist that process. I've had some really incredible releases through abdominal massage, some very gentle and easy and some, you know, more, more intense. And, and through the use of colonics and, and enemas and things to keep my colon clean, I have been able to release massive amounts of toxicity. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. I would have releases that felt almost orgasmic and some felt like, oh my God, I'm birthing something so big and I can just, toxins are, are like oozing out of my skin, you know? Uh, so yeah, I'm a huge fan of, of Tuned Song and... Yeah, it, <laughs> and, and you know, it's so natural too, because, you know, when you see a small baby, what does the mother, what does anybody, anybody want to do when you see a naked baby in front of you? Hold you them want, and kiss them and... You want to hold them and kiss and you want to rub their belly. Yep. So when we were, when we were, all of us, when we were infants, we had our bellies rubbed. We had so much nurturing and love that loving touch was felt on our bellies. And that's why it's so relaxing. Once you can just release and let go of all your inhibitions about that, about being insecure about your belly, and you have a healer or practitioner put their hands on you or even your beloved with the right intentions, right? And put that nice warm hand on there. It's so profound just by laying the hand on there. Because it brings us back to all of those times where we had nothing but love, love and attention in that part of our body. Yeah. And then, you know, I think about the culture that we live in where there's so many people that are looking in the mirror and, and hating their belly, you know, and wanting to have, you know, abs of steel and all of this. And, uh, yeah, that's got to be shifted. You got to love your belly, love your guts. Yeah. Yes. Because, you know, behind there you have all your other vital organs. It's just, it's just a very nurturing way to experience healing. And, you know, I had a, um, I had a um, client the other night and she was so cute. I have to share this. She has had heart problems for a significant part of her life. And she's, you know, now she's like near, nearing like 60 something. And her doctor, she gets every year, she gets checked up and she has, you know, particular medications that she takes and some protocols, you know, she's into mindfulness and she exercises, she takes her walks. And she's very careful with her diet now. Her EKGs uh, on her heart monitor has always been sort of, you know, steady, right, over the years. So in the last four years, she's had consistent chinetsang. And she hadn't seen her doctor for a while. And finally, she saw him, like, this past week. And he was like, okay, what are you doing? What's the change? What are you doing differently? I want to know everything about it. And she said, well, doc, you know, I do all my things that I normally do and I meditate and I take my walks and I eat right. But there's this thing that I get. There's this massage and, and, and my, my therapist, she, um, she massages my innards. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and the way that she had said that, it just had me laughing. <laughs> she massages my innards. <laughs> wow. My heart is happy. My lung is happy. My kidneys are happy. My pancreas is happy. 
you know, my colon is happy. Everybody's happy in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all connected. I mean, you know, the, the vagus nerve comes off the brain, goes through the heart, goes through the digestive tract, and all the way to the top of the cervix. So, I mean, there's that link between the head and the heart and the digestion and the sexual reproductive orgasms, right? It is all related. You can't have one without the other. It's the constant checks and balances in our system. You right. know, we have an amazing machinery in our body that's the best and most intelligent of all things out there, right? And the way that it's made, you know, everybody, everything in our body has to have a homeostasis. So if something isn't right in our system, then it's going to affect everything else in our system as a domino effect. And so many people, you know, we wonder why, you know, we can't experience orgasms or why we, you know, we can't have these long um, sustained erections. If you're a man, you know, why, why isn't this happening to me? Or why do I have uh, ejaculations too quickly? Or why, you know, why can't I experience these full body orgasms like everybody's talking about? Or why can I squirt, you know, why, yeah. why, why am I not releasing this liquid that everybody's now talking about? You know, I want some of that, right? right. You know, why, why and why and why? Because you have to create a system of keeping your body well everywhere, everywhere, your mind, body, spirit, it's all connected. They have a very clear understanding now of the Chinat song. So how does this weave into the Karsai? What exactly is that? Okay, now Karsai, now Chinat song is going to massage all your organs. Mm -hmm. It's not just your colon. It's not all about the colon and the stomach. You know, we're going to go in and you also... Um, the liver is affected, the kidneys address, everything. And there's even a full body, advanced level chine sung, a mastery level. Uh, I'm, I'm one of the, the, um, level five, which is the highest chine sung practitioner. And when you get to that level, you're doing chine sung for the entire body. Yes. Inside the mouth, even, if you can imagine, inside the mouth, on the head, on the legs, on the back, everything is chine sung. So when Karsai is, implemented karsai is part of chine sung because of like 80 percent of it is chine sung and then the end the last part of it is working is extensively around the entire pelvic floor all so the inguinal system all the arteries you know that run through the body in the deeply inside the source you know area uh in and around our you know sit bones the buttocks the hips everywhere inside of our organs and when you go to Thailand at Master Chia's Dao Gardens, you know, the Chinexan practitioners, what they'll do is they're going to do prostate massage and they'll do all kinds of other things in and around the actual genitals to help clear any kind of blockages. And what I do is I actually teach people how to do it for themselves. And it's great for couples to do on each other. Absolutely. So what I, I encourage the couples to come together in session and I and I teach, for example, the wife how to take care of the husband in you know in the prostate and, and actually, you know, these these techniques can be taught, you know. Yes. Even though they might not be Chinatsung specialists, they can learn the basic moves in Chinatsung for themselves and with their partner and they can learn what to do in terms of opening the space around the genital organ. So beautiful and so important. You know, and I really want the listeners to know that this is all presented in a really safe container. Sometimes people get, this is the part where they get squeamish. It kind of verges on like, well, is this like sexual 
favors or um, it kind of teeters on that edge of prostitution. But I, you know, what I really want the listeners to know is that it's so safe. It's very structured in a, a more of a, a clinical way. So Absolutely. it's not it's not just about like the the base level orgasm. It's about yeah, opening up the energetics to flow correctly. It's about working with the fascia on the on the subtle and the deep levels. Um, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What more and can so, you say about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is good that you're mentioning this because the way that we're taught as Chinatsang and Karsai specialists is that we do approach it in a clinical sense. So we do come in, and I'm going to put my Tantra hat aside for a moment because I come from a Tantra background also. But when I'm giving someone uh, Chinatsang and Karsai, it's, it's very clinical yes. because that's not part of a Tantra experience. I want to keep the integrity of what the beauty of Tantra is and, and leave that aside. So when we do Chinatsang and Karsai, it's going to be strictly about, hey, let's open up your highway system of your body and open up these traffic jams that's impeding the flow of nutrient exchange you know, and healing for you. And so we're going to work and open up all the system, all the meridian points are going to be addressed. And it, the particular meridian points Master Chia likes to call that we're releasing sick wind. Yeah. When we go into these particular points, and they're all over the body, and there's also 52 pulses in the body that we also open up. So the pulsation of the body becomes more vibrant, and, and they, could even, they can even feel it as they palpate it through the session and at the end of the session that there's more blood flow and they can feel things down the, the leg that they haven't felt. And so that can feel very clinical because there's a purpose to that. That's aside from Tantra experience. Now in a Tantra experience for those practitioners that are, or those healers that are Tantra and they're only doing Tantra, there's sacred Tantra work and, and in sacred Tantra work, they do, um, they do also work in the genital organs, but it's more, to relate the orgasmic energy with healing energy, they combine the two. Does that make any sense? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. it totally does. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there's all kinds of wonderful healing that can take place from that, from that experience, but that's totally separate from a Chine Sung and Karsai experience. In fact, when you see a Chinese and Karsai practitioner, you know, oftentimes, uh, you know, in Thailand, in the Dao Gardens, you know, you look at, you look like you're ringing with your nurse, you know, and they have a mask on and they have their uniforms on and everything is, you know, everything is safe and, and it's, and we work with doctors or a staff. We have a team of, uh, Eastern doctors and Western doctors on staff and all kinds of comprehensive medical analysis and, programs and you know cleaning out your blood ozone there's so many wonderful things to revitalize yourself in thailand at the Dao gardens but when you get chinitsung here from a, a real chinitsung specialist uh, and you can find the list of who they are on the Dao gardens directory universal healing Dao directory and who who they are in your area where you live there's going to be some that are certified right and once you find them that have been trained under the guidance of Master Chia, you will find that we are all pretty much on board with the integrity of this practice and keeping it safe and keeping that container 
you know, open to healing someone's body without them feeling the shame and guilt or whatever it might be. Um, because now suddenly, you know, they have, you were working on the genital organs too, but it's a different kind of genital order, genital organ work. It's not an erotic kind of feeling. It's more like, Oh wow. You know, Oh my gosh, you know, I feel really feel like, you know, so it's kind of like that. You feel a little bit of discomfort, but not too much discomfort. You know, when somebody's working on your back and your neck and you have that knot on your neck and back, but once it's worked out, you feel great. Yes, I'm glad you said that because it can be kind of uncomfortable at times. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that people forget that the sexual organs affect the way that you walk and the way that you stand and sit and sleep. And, you know, the all of the the whole leg muscles come in. It's like your your vagina isn't just the vagina, right? Or the vulva. It's like all of those nerves from the digestion and from the the legs and everything come up and weave into there. So if there's a blockage in the root, then you may have low back stuff or hip stuff or menstrual cramps or reproductive issues. Or, I mean, if you've ever had a a traumatic birth, then you gotta, you gotta get some Karsai and some Chinat Song. (laughs) Right. It's good for, for everyone. It's good for children. Not the Karsai. We don't do Karsai for children. (laughs) But we do the Duchinic song for sure. And um, all kids love it. And they're always, you know, every kid that I've done Duchinic song on, they're always like, you know, telling their parents, hey, I want, I want that, I want that stomach massage. I want more of that stomach massage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, oh, they go right I, to sleep. Oh, they go to sleep. But it's good for everyone in every age who really wants to, again, you know, we have blockages. The blockages come all the time whenever we're stressed. You know, it, it happens to us, right? All those things that we hear, you know, oh, we have butterflies in our stomach. Oh, no, I can't eat or I can't, you know, I'm too nervous to, you know, I, I feel it in my gut or our gut instincts, for example. You know, all those things, there's an association to our feelings and emotions to our organs. And so we want to make sure that our organs are clear. We want to make sure that they're happy. We want to make sure that all the blood flow is going to where they need to go to clean out and detox and nourish, right? Mm-hmm. And everything affects the sexual organs. If the nerve bundles around our center line is blocked, then that manifests into, you know, back pain, lower back pain, sciatica. And that also manifests into all kinds of issues with our our sexual issues. We want to look at it like, okay, let's take care of our our entire body. And that way we can ultimately achieve what we want, right? Yeah. The the blessing and the bliss. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's such a cool coincidence or synchronicity that I actually just came from a treatment. Uh, I do exchanges with many friends that are, you know, skilled in various techniques. And my, my friend just, uh, she studied with Master Chia and does the uh, Chinat Song. But so I had her work my belly, but she was getting all into my pelvis, right? Like um, the wings of the pelvis and going in very deep and getting into the psoas and then also you know, working around the the whole pelvic floor, all the inner thigh attachments and working the the sacrum and the tailbone and that whole, like, yeah, the whole pelvic floor. Um, And I had just said, oh, yeah, you know, I was in Europe and walked a lot and my my right hip was sort of out. I was able to get it to go back. And um, it, yeah, it's much more clinical than than I think people maybe think. Yeah, the whole, the, the really 
sexual stuff is more the the tantra. Right, right. So that's a whole separate thing. But both, you know, both um, practices have their the really um, beneficial points, right? Yes. Some people need that sort of sacred tantra erotic experience because you know they were hurt and, and they don't they have trust issues and they want to overcome all of that, right? And they want to overcome that with a presence of nurturance and unconditional love. And if they feel that, even if it's not their beloved partner, and if they feel that from their uh, practitioner that's working on them. And that practitioner creates that environment of openness and self-expression, full self-expression without any kind of judgment feeling, then they have profound results. They can get profound results in clearing of their emotional, right? So that has its purpose. But in terms of Chine Sang and Karsai, I love the fact that it really teaches people empowerment empowerment skills, that they can do something, they can move the organs around. You know, if something doesn't feel right, then they can work on their own self. You know, it's great. So I want to say, for instance, if people think that this modality is just for people that have problems, it's not necessarily. There's people, all of us have very tight connective tissue in and around our visceral organs, right? And we tend to tense up in our midsection. So when they can massage their own selves, you know, with some of the Chinik Sung principles, they can help to release this tight connective tissue and they suddenly they feel better and they, you know, and their spine is straighter. And suddenly their, their back pains that they have that's chronic, that seems to start to subside, you know? So it's really great. It's really great preventative. Sola, this has been so awesome talking with you. And obviously people will receive the most benefit from meeting with a practitioner in person. The best way is whether you're doing energetic work or physical massage release techniques, meeting with an actual physical practitioner is the best. But if that's not available to everybody, is there something that you can offer our listeners as a takeaway, a practice they can do on their own that results in more cultivated life force or amplified chi prana energy? Yes. Okay. Two things. Two things that I could... I can share. Uh, one thing is to have a sense of groundedness. You know, we call we have a lot of energy circulating in our head. You know, we have so many thought processes that it takes us out of being in the present moment. So one sound from the Dallas practice is called triple warmer sound, triple warmer healing sound. And what we do is we intonate with a he sound, he. So what I'd like to invite everyone to do is just sit comfortably in their seat, spine straight, and then bringing their arms over their head, and palms are facing down, fingertips are close together. Take a deep inhale. And then just sound with that he sound. He. as you're making that sound. You guys want to try it with me? Oh, yeah. Okay. So you take a breath in. Arms over the head, fingertips close together, palms are facing down on top of your head. And then now, 
coming down as this as you're releasing with the sound coming down and resting on your lap so that helps to take the heat energy from our mind on our head with all with all these thought processes and distribute that evenly through our body and it's a powerful grounding sound. You can do this before you go to sleep so that you have a good night's rest. And you can do this when, whenever you're stressed or you have anxiety or, or simply if you just want to ground yourself before you attend a conference or you're going to go into, into work or, you know, any space where you feel you, you need to ground and center yourself. That is beautiful and powerful practice. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that's one thing. And the second thing is a little bit of a taste of of self chinetsang that anybody can do is if you're lying down and you bring your index finger and your middle finger with each hand and you keep it straight, all your other hand is like in a fist, but you're just bringing out your index finger and your middle finger and you point it to your belly button. So you pick a spot on your navel, maybe on top or on the bottom. We're going to go around very close to the navel. So let's inhale. And then on the exhale, you're going to sink your fingertips into a spot over your navel and do a spiral massage. And just spiral it until your breath is finished. And then you take an inhale. Relaxing your fingers. And then on the exhale, you come in again. And you do a spiral. And do you notice how you can feel this in the nerves on the back of your spine? Can you feel that, Daniel? And Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Almost perfectly, perfectly behind the navel, there's a correspondence in the spine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's close to the kidneys, too, on the left and right side. So if you can imagine your, your navel having a little bullseye target, a little round circle, just follow that circle with your fingertips and maybe pick like four or five points. And you just go around the whole perimeter just in that same manner and that same breath technique that we just did. And that's going to clear around the navel point, and you can extend that throughout your whole entire stomach. Oh, so good. And on a real metaphysical level, we think about our our navel as this was our connection with our mother. This was our primary port and source of nourishment and nutrients before we came out into the physical world and separated from our mother. And so having a a cleared out navel area really helps us receive and helps us accept some of that nourishment, be it emotional, physical, or financial that we so need. Absolutely. And this is what I, yes, and we talk about this a lot because our umbilical cord is our navel. And the umbilical cord was our attachment to our placenta, the mother tree of, of our mother's womb. 
right? And all nutrients came in and out of our umbilical cords. So our tissues have a muscle memory. It remembers this, you know, all the byproducts and toxins coming out and all the nutrients coming in. And therefore, in and around the navel point, we have the most tightest of connective tissues. So if you look at your, your stomach, that is wrapped in saran wrap, but the saran wrap is like a spider web. And around the navel, it's woven very, very tightly. And as it comes out, it's more expanded and more spread out like a spider web. So this work done on yourself around the navel point, the spirals and breathing in and breathing out, that's so important. On the exhale is when you want to compress in, helps to release this tight connective tissue. Yeah, and I like to encourage my clients to hang out uh, on stuff that feels interesting, right? Like if you feel a little sharpness, maybe just hang out there with those those spiral massage. And, you know, if it feels like a lumpy or a bumpy or kind of more um, like cordy or textured, yeah, that means there's something happening there and and you can help it to dissipate. Absolutely. And the other great thing about doing this on a regular basis is that you start to familiarize with what's going on in your body tissue. So any irregularities, you'll start to recognize right away. Just like when women are taught to and encouraged to do our own self-massage on our breasts. Yeah, the breast exams. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. To look for lumps and bumps, potential lumps and bumps. And if we do find it, then we can detect it right away. It's the same idea with the stomach. Now, if you're doing this on a regular basis, you will have an intimate tissue relationship with your stomach and your intestines, and you'll know when there's something funky going on or that doesn't seem right. And for women in particular, this is important because women start to develop fibroids everywhere, not just around the uterus, but the fibroids can migrate anywhere else around and flow, even as as top of uh, the stomach area, I, I felt fibroids. And so this is a great way for women to detect these things right away and deal with it. Because if you have uh, meiosis or fibroid tissue in, in the early stages, you could, you could easily break that, break that up. You know, and something that I've noticed mm-hmm. with my male clients is that, you know, they don't have the fibroids, but they'll get those lipomas, you know, those fatty deposits. And this can help to break that up so that it can be um, assimilated and moved through the system. So, wow, Sola, this has been a very, very intimate and exciting episode. I can't get enough of it. I could keep going. <laughs> it's like my favorite conversation. Right. <laughs> but now there are, are those particular exercises that we talked about and the sexual alchemy. Going back to that, um, in the Taoist practice for men, it's all about taking care of your, your PC muscles, your pubic floor, helping to keep your prostate glands in check and healthy, right? Oh, because they can get sure. so many parasites in there and all kinds of stuff happening in the prostate. Oh, the prostate is so easily congested. Let's just call it congested area because, you know, we're, we're constantly, and for men also, they're constantly sitting down. There's, it's a blockage every time we sit down in this position. You know, primitively, you know, we're not really meant to be sitting down for long periods of time. You know, we're meant to, you know, run and, and go chase after things, you know, and hunt <laughs> and, and be very active. But we're sitting down in this generation. We're sitting down way too much and it's creating a lot of blockage. But there's blockages that happen from emotion too, you know? 
way back when of shame and guilt and unresolved issues, you know, those things get trapped in our tissues, in our reproductive areas. And so for men, it's so easy for them to, for this area to get congested. And this is why prostate cancer, the incidence of prostate cancer is on the rise. Every year it's just going exponentially even higher. And I can't even keep up with the numbers anymore. Before, I used to be able to just quote the numbers in the American Cancer Society, but it's like it, it's like changes every month, you know. And but one thing is consistent that it's going up on a rise, just higher and higher and higher. And I had a doctor friend of mine who said he's a urologist, and he said, you know, if you're a man and you're past like 50 years old, you know, sooner or later you'll you'll get some sort of prostate conditions, you know. It's a way. For men in this particular diet practice to prevent themselves from even getting to that statistics. And there's a particular exercise, for example, that men do to really strengthen their tendon muscles and their PC muscles with weights. There's actually weight training. And some people call it sexual kung fu. Nice. (laughs) So they can, yeah, so they're literally holding the weight. And working to increase the the muscle and strength and tendon in and around their genital area, Brilliant. and it's quite effective. This practice helps a man reach uh, a sustainable erection for a long period of time, along with what's called the upper draw. There's seminal retention, and that's a whole different topic in itself. But all of these things uh, come together to help uh, the men's vitality, the men's sexual vitality. Well, and then it helps with the urination as well, because I just found out, uh, even though I'm a practitioner, I primarily work with women. I don't, I don't really work with men other than in a couple setting, but, uh, Daniel just told me that this was a few months ago that men, when they get older, they have like painful urination and they have to stop and take breaks and they have to like lean over. They get like cramping as they're urinating and it like spits and sputters and, it yeah, it's not like a solid stream, and I was just like, "Oh my god, really?" Like I had no. This was like all new info to Rachel. I did not know. I mean, I of course I know about erectile dysfunction and premature mm-hmm. ejaculation, all these other masculine-centered uh, sexual issues, but the the urination one was like, "Oh my god, really?" It's painful for them, huh? It's not even the older men. It's actually I'm seeing I'm seeing private clients that have this condition, and they're like in their thirties, wow, in their thirties, wow. Yeah, and once they start to implement the practice of the Tao practice, that goes away Incredible. in a short period of time. And so what about for the women? What what can they do? Now, for the women, the women, what we do is uh, we coach the women on what's called the Jade Egg practice. My favorite. And, <laughs> and there's uh, what's called ovarian breathing techniques. It's a meditation to, to go along with the Jade Egg practice where we utilize, again, the principles of Tao with the healing sound and the visualization and smiling inwardly into our organs and then harnessing our energy from our dantian and our reproductive organs to nourish the spine and therefore nourish our brain centers, pituitary, pineal, hippocampus, hypothalamus. This is we call such it- a powerful practice working with a jade egg. It's, it's completely life-changing on all levels. Oh, it is. And when people use it in their daily life and they've discovered how to use it properly, oh my goodness, it changed, it changes everything around uh, physically in, in a woman's reproductive area. Over time, women have what's called vaginal atrophy. And the vaginal atrophy also 
causes the prolapse of the uterus, right? It's not just for women who's had babies, but this is happening with women who, ha who haven't even had babies. Things start to shift and change and atrophy down there. And if we're not doing something actively to change that reality, then it just, you know, there's a whole degeneration that happens. And also the main thing is that that's affecting our and blocking our hormone excess. So we want to be able to keep our insides very healthy, very fit, if you will, you know, just like we do yoga practice. We want a nice, strong and tonified and blood nourished system inside of our reproductive organs. Yeah, and when women work with me at the mastery level or weekends, I introduce the jade egg to them. And mm -hmm. often women, they they weep because they have not been able to feel their insides. And this gives mm -hmm. them access to, to feelings uh, on the physical and emotional level that they had never been able to tap into, thus creating more intense, enjoyable orgasms. Yes, and even on an esoteric sense, let's say it's not, let's leave out the, the physical and the physiology of this. Women who's been traumatized, let's say women who's had, which most uh, have been, uh, or rape, right, or some sort of negative associations with their sexuality, they've been victimized. You know, they, they're shut down down there and they, it's numb, you know. And so by working with something like the Jade Egg, that's where the um, meditative practices come to play. If you, take that and you create self-love in your body and you work with the jade it helps to open up all of these blockages from the inside out and working with all those meridian points to affect the other organs in your body too so it's 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 so wonderful to practice this and i recommend this for any women that's past uh, puberty can start to use this because there's eggs that are so tiny they're even like a size of a very small quail egg the smallest one and that's that's the kind that I recommend for young women, you know, teenagers, you know, 16 and up. And then there's eggs that are as big as, uh, you know, like a duck egg. And, <laughs> yeah. and then the women who's had multiple babies, those are great for them, you know. Totally. So it, there's a size for every woman. Yes. So how can people contact you and get more of this juicy, life-changing information? You know, they could just go on my website or they can find me my name if they could Google my name on YouTube or Facebook, you know, S-O-L-L-A, Sola. Uh, it's easy to find me. And my website is solawellness.com. So it's just my first name and then wellness. And, and I'm in LA, but I travel all over the place, all over the world. And so I might be in your neck of the woods. Who knows, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I work with you privately. My, on my website and then and they can follow where I'm going to be teaching workshops next. Do you have mm -hmm. some things coming up soon? What's next on the list? Uh, next on the list is I'm going to be going to Hawaii, uh, to Honolulu, and I'm going to be doing a workshop there. Oh, so anybody wow. who lives in Hawaii who's tuning in, um, for sure. Or if sure, you want a you know, luxurious uh, vacation destination where you're going to have massive <laughs> healing, that's the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just upcoming, they're not confirmed just yet in terms of the exact date, but upcoming is uh, I'll be uh, visiting Dubai, Istanbul, Indonesia, New Zealand. And there's a couple of more in China, perhaps. And maybe some uh, places in the U.S., but um, sometimes I do teachings in L.A., but mostly it's out of L.A., but my home base is in L.A., so for those people who live in L.A., you can meet with me and have private coaching on a one-to-one -one basis, 
But for those people who don't live in LA, I often see and uh, consult via Skype. Well, fantastic. that's fantastic. We're going to have all of your links included in the liner notes of the show so everybody can access that very easily because the world needs more of Sola Pizzuto. Yeah. <laughs> the more needs love and healing, huh? Right? <laughs> Absolutely. So... Anyone out there listening, reach out to me personally, Daniel Alcian, if you have any questions, comments, or feedback for the show, or if you think you would be a prime candidate for a guest and you have some real great healing medicine to share with the world, reach out to me, ecstaticexistence at gmail.com. Also make sure to check out ecstaticexistence.com and the Ecstatic Existence Facebook page. Make sure to drop a like on the show on Facebook and on iTunes. Leave us a review that helps us out quite a bit. And of course, share with a friend because this is a great bunch of healing professionals that we bring to you. And it's uh, edutainment. This is educating entertainment. Nice. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, guys. This was fun. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm Rachel, and of course you can connect with me on Facebook or at my website, and the thing that's coming up for me that I'm really excited about is my seven self-care success secrets for holistic luxury and vibrant sexuality, and that starts in September, so get registered. And also, like I mentioned earlier, I would love to spend a day or a private weekend retreat with you learning more about all of this and other types of healing modalities. So there's a whole lot of love here for you. Just reach out. You are so well supported. You are so loved. Be well, and we'll see you next time.
get up, get up, let's make love tonight. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, cause you do it right. Make love tonight.